This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 995. Three tips for perfect IELTS proofreading. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Can you get away with not proofreading your IELTS essays? No. Today we share why checking your essay is so important and give you a system to use as you prepare. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Aubrey. Um, would you mind if I shared your nickname from this morning with our listeners? <laughs> Sure. I don't remember what it was, though. Oh, maybe you didn't see the email. Okay, guys, I decided this morning to nickname Aubrey Eagle-Eyed Aubrey. Why? uh, What does that mean? What does it mean if we call someone eagle-eyed? I did see this email. I had just forgotten. So someone with an eagle eye has really sharp eyes. They yeah. they notice things. They, just like an eagle, supposedly has sharp eyes and can see a mouse on the ground and go and grab it. Nice. Someone yeah. who has an eagle eye notices everything. Exactly. So guys, we are here today to help you be more eagle-eyed regarding your writing. Um, Guys, we haven't talked about how to proofread your essays or why you have to proofread your essays in a while. In fact, the last episode we did about proofreading was a couple years ago, um, a few years ago, it was episode 513. Um, so go back and listen to that if you haven't, which maybe not because it was a long time ago. That was a while ago. Um, so it's IELTS Energy 513, proofread for three things and raise your writing score. So we're going to extend on that advice today and add some new information for you guys. Yeah, because proofreading is really vital. And I do kind of have an eagle eye for it. I notice grammar mistakes. I notice punctuation mistakes very easily. Part yeah. of that, I think, comes from reading so much. So yeah. I've seen, you know, how it's supposed to be. But totally. when I go to proofread anything I write in Spanish or in French, when, you know, it's not my first language, it is so easy to miss a lot of things. You have to be a lot more systematic about what you're checking for. For sure. No, but that's a really good point, though. Um, It is really difficult to catch your own mistakes. Like, it's really hard. Um, In fact, like, also, Aubrey and I were talking this morning about um, how we need to proofread the Allers English emails that we send out, you know? Like, we need to have two team members on this, like one person writing and another person proofreading, because it is so easy to not see your own mistakes, guys. So 
that's why, you, like Aubrey said, you need a system, right? So we're going to tell you guys today three very specific things to proofread for, sort of help you out with that system. And um, tell you why it's so important, okay? This is one of the biggest rookie mistakes that IELTS candidates make is using the whole 40 minutes just to write their essay, right? And like not even planning, just starting their like task to essay, just starting to write it without even brainstorming, which that's the huge mistake, guys. Your task score, your right. cohesion coherence score will be horrible if you do that. And then also... If you just try and write as much as you can in 40 minutes and don't proofread, you're going to have so many mistakes. Your vocab and your grammar scores will be really low if you don't proofread. Yeah, right. We've had a couple episodes lately about word count and like, should you be counting words? So go back and listen to those if you miss them, because the problem is if you end up with 450 words or something crazy, you didn't brainstorm, you didn't check your essay because there's just not enough time to write that much and write it well. And if yeah. you do have that many words, there will be so many grammar and vocabulary mistakes. So many. It's just a given. And like we said, guys, even natives, even when we write stuff, we make mistakes. Like natives, yeah. ha if natives have to proofread their own work in their first language, you guys definitely have to proofread For your sure. work if you want to get the best scores, if you want to show your best ability. Um, okay, I want to take a moment to remind you guys to hit subscribe right now if you're not a subscriber to the show. Guys, we bring you three episodes every single week with IELTS lessons that directly connect to your scores, listening, reading, writing, speaking, decreasing your anxiety. What do you do on test day? What's some amazing vocab you should use in speaking part two? Guys, you do not want to miss any of our lessons, okay? So make sure to hit subscribe right now. And we would be so grateful if you leave us a review. It really helps the show out. It helps more people to discover us, guys. Um, okay, so we also have a student question related to proofreading today. Aubrey, can you read that, please? Yes. So a student posted in our Facebook group saying, I have a practice question about the exam. In the writing session, should we write in pencil? How can we write and rewrite parts of the text doing adjustments after checking? Or do we have time to transfer our essays to another paper in pen? Really good questions. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, this is one reason, guys, why it's so important to stay up to date with our show, because we do talk about IELTS as it stands today, right? You're not reading uh, some blog post that was written five years ago and doesn't even reflect the test today. Guys, we know the world is different now. And honestly, like our answer to this might have been a little bit different last year than it is this year. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, guys, um, just about the pencil pen thing. In the past, IELTS would not allow you to bring your own pencil. Like that's how insanely paranoid they were about like cheating. Like what if someone um, like wrote an answer on a pencil and brought it in? I don't know. I don't know what they were afraid of, um, but they wouldn't let you bring your own writing implement in. They would provide you a pencil, not a pen, a pencil. But Aubrey, you've spoken to, to three key students that got amazing scores recently. Um, what did they say about the test centers now? 
Yeah, this has changed a little bit with COVID that a lot of test centers want you to bring in your own pencil, um, maybe just so that you're not touching things other people are touching. So we definitely recommend that you call the test center and ask them, should I bring my own pencil or will one be provided? These are the kinds of things you need to know before you go in. Exactly. That's a good point. Like, what if what if you like read some FAQ about IELTS from even last year, right? And they're like, don't bring anything. The test center gives you a pencil. And then you rock up on test day and they're like, you don't have a pencil? Oh, no. I mean, like you would still be able to take the test. Like they would figure out how you could still take the test. But still, you don't want any like anything throwing you sideways on test day, right? So definitely, guys, like Aubrey said, call the test center because there are more differences between test centers today than there ever have been before. It depends on the COVID numbers in that area. I mean, right. I just lately, I spoke to a friend who works for British Council, does full-time IELTS examining in Taiwan. I spoke to someone in Portland who's an examiner, and they have different requirements, right? So if you haven't listened to the episode where Aubrey and I talked about that, definitely do that. Um, okay. So do call the test center. Do bring your own pencil just in case. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's get into the proofreading part. Guys, you do not have time to rewrite your whole essay on another piece of paper. This isn't a first draft, second draft situation, okay? Right. It's, right? Like, that's another way it's not like an academic essay, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't plan on doing that. You don't have time. And when our student asked, can we write and rewrite parts of the text? You also don't have time to do that. Don't plan on erasing sentences and rewriting them better. You can cross it off right above it what you meant to write. It's so much faster. Exactly, guys. Um, I know I say this a lot, but I was an examiner for 14 (laughs) years. Um, Guys, let me tell you, there's nothing in the scoring system about how clean your essay looks. I mean, like, I don't care. We don't care. Um, And think about it, guys. Like, examiners were also teachers, and we're used to reading really bad handwriting all the time. Um, And examiners read, like, thousands of essays, guys. Even if your handwriting is kind of bad, we could still read it, okay? Um, and on that note, like, what you should do is just skip lines, okay? Leave and uh, – if you're taking the paper test, of course, totally different for the computer version. But skip lines, guys, because you could cross stuff out and just write whatever the correction is above it. That's fine, okay? Your score will be better if you make those corrections, Okay, and don't even waste time erasing like we want every second we can to to improve the vocab, to catch that little comma mistake. Right. So don't even erase stuff. Just cross it off. Write the correction above it. Yeah, this is Um, where you save that time that you need for proofreading. You guys have to leave five minutes at the end to read through your essay and look for specific things when you're proofreading. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What should you be proofreading? 
Exactly, guys. Um, Okay, so if you go back to episode 513, the three things that we tell you to proofread for, to check for, um, repeated vocabulary, easy words, and to check your verb tense. So those three recommendations still stand, but we're going to expand on this idea a little bit, sort of add some specific details for you guys. Um, So the repeated vocabulary. Aubrey, why is it so important to look for repeated vocabulary? Well, you really want to get a seven or higher for your vocabulary section. This is one of the easiest places to get a seven or higher. You guys are learning such great vocabulary and you're learning parallels and synonyms for adjectives and adverbs that you know you'll use a lot. So you don't want to make mistakes or repeat the same words over and over and then pull down that vocabulary score lower than a seven. So especially words from the question, guys. Yeah. You, if you're using words, you know, word for word from the question, you know parallels for most of these words. You can rewrite it in a different way and paraphrase. You definitely want to check back. Make sure you're not repeating words from the topic. And here's the thing, guys. Like, Yeah. I mean, realistically, there are some words that are hard to paraphrase. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, But there are ways around that. Like, you don't have to just replace these repetitions with direct synonyms or parallels. Think about this other, these other ideas, guys. You can replace them with pronoun reference because that's something the examiner needs to see to give you a seven or higher for cohesion yes. coherence is pronoun reference. It's not just about linking words, guys. Um, so, for example, uh, instead of like repeating computers over and over again, um, a parallel might be devices, right? But you could also say um, these tools instead of just repeating computers, computers, computers. Um, Instead of like, what if you're talking about a specific like trend or phenomenon and you're having trouble thinking of another way to say it, like um, the obesity epidemic, let's say. You could say um, this phenomenon or this trend. Okay, so pronoun reference is amazing. Also think about getting more specific instead of saying like, again, like the obesity epidemic, get more specific. Say um, overweight adolescence, like, you know, like bring it down to the specific type of people you're talking about. So guys, there are a number of ways around just thinking of synonyms, okay? But like Aubrey said, really the worst repetitions you can make, guys, is just taking words from the question and repeating those over and over again. And it's funny because... Because I recently had a personal coach class and the student was quite high level, but I did notice and we talked about that she had taken words directly from the question and used those same words a lot. And I was like, why did you do that? You have, I could see your vocab is good. Like, why did you do that? She thought she had to, like, she thought that was one of the requirements to like stay on the topic was to like repeat these words from the question. And I know that other students have that misunderstanding. So let's, you know, let's clear that up. Don't do that. (laughs) Well, and this is where it's so vital. We talked to you guys about when you add words to your vocabulary notebook to add them in context with the sentence you learned them in because you have this vocabulary specific to topics. And this is where, you know, if you just pull the synonym out of the thesaurus, it wouldn't necessarily mean the same context as the topic. So it's so important that you learn this vocabulary, know the context so that you use them correctly when you paraphrase the topic. Or again, your vocabulary score will go down. 
Yeah. Like if you're trying a, a synonym that you think is right, but it's not right. <laughs> That it's not going to help your vocab score, right? right. Um, that's okay. Just like side note, that's another huge advantage for three key students is they can ask us directly in our private Facebook group if this vocab word is appropriate or not, if they're using it correctly or not, right? They don't have to yeah. like wonder and then be wrong. Um, also, these little like these tips that we're giving you guys today, these are taken directly from the three keys system right? Directly from our writing module. So it's these details, it's these specific strategies that tell you exactly what to do to raise your score, right? Like it's so important to have these really specific ideas. Um, Okay, so first thing, repeated vocabulary. That's what you look over your whole essay, check that stuff. And then you're going to go back to the beginning of your essay and you're going to check for easy vocabulary. Now, we did talk about this in episode 513, as I said. So words like people, verbs like get, you know, like those are things you don't want to use. They're right. they're boring. They're easy, um, happy, nice. I don't know. All those boring words. We don't want to use those in our essays. Okay. But we're going to give you some specific um, expansion on that. Now, also, think about linking words as part of the vocab, right? Because if you are just only using easy linking phrases and repeating those linking phrases, your cohesion coherence score will not be higher than a six. So what's what am I talking about here, Aubrey? Right. So exam- for example, if you use like firstly, think of all the better, higher level ways you can say that, right? Like um, for instance, or as an initial example, comma, nice. right? There are high level linking phrases you can use instead. It's not the end of the world if you use firstly once, but if you use it twice or three times, your vocabulary score is going down. You can't get a seven or higher when you have repetition of easy words like that. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, this is this is kind of a crossover, right? Of impacting not just your vocab score, but your cohesion coherence score. Right. Um, because again, like it's it's all about a range, and that's part of the cohesion coherence score. If you have a range of high-level transition phrases and pronoun reference, like we said. Um, that's another misunderstanding I see among students, is like they think they have to use these specific uh, tools, right? So each paragraph looks the same. It's like, firstly, for example, secondly, for instance, and like they're just using these boring things right. in each paragraph. So again, guys, like three key students don't do that because they have our templates with amazing linking words. So we've given you some great alternatives today, like Aubrey said, as an initial example. I love that. Um, and side note, never use the word besides in an academic essay, okay? It's informal and it's often used incorrectly. So just take that word out of your vocab when you're writing. Um, Okay, now last quick thing. I know this episode has ended up a little bit longer because we really like to nerd out on this stuff for you guys. Um, Last thing, as far as grammar, guys, now in episode 513, we recommended that you check your verb tense. I'm going to add to that because the second most common grammar mistake we see nouns. Okay. Check your nouns, guys. It's so, it's such a common mistake. Um, for the most part, students, students are going the wrong, the wrong way with this choice. They're, they're using singular nouns when 
We're talking about examples at large or in general or things that are always true. In those cases, those nouns need to be plural. Yeah, exactly right. And then if it's one specific thing, that will be singular. And this is something as you're writing, you don't want to be thinking about it as you're writing or it might ha- it'll make it harder for you to get those strong supporting ideas out. This is when you want to check it. When you go back to proofread, look at your nouns, double check it. Is it a general idea? Should it be plural? Or is it one specific thing? Should it be singular? And then make that adjustment while you're checking your essay. So I think like if we could sort of try to game the system here a little bit, it seems like our reasons, right? So you, in a body paragraph, you have your topic sentence, um, probably general, right? Plural nouns. Reason, probably still general, right? Because you're still yeah. sort of bringing the world at large into this. So the noun will probably be plural. Now the next sentence, that's when you get specific, right? Examples and details. So those nouns, probably singular, Right. So just as like just throwing out some general rules to test that out for your own writing, guys. Um, And as you're preparing, you need to be constantly thinking about how to improve all of these skills. Go ahead. Use Microsoft Word. Use Grammarly. Right. See what grammar mistakes that you're repeating and try and make those corrections when you write your next essay. Um, So for vocab and grammar, guys, you have to proofread if you're going to get above a six for vocab and grammar, right? For those scores. Um, As far as task and cohesion coherence, that's when you really need an expert to give you feedback because as a student, it's it's and a non-examiner, it's hard to know if you're hitting those requirements or not. So still, we do recommend getting feedback from an expert for your task and cohesion coherence scores. Um, All right, Aubrey, this has been a super meaty content-filled episode. Guys, remember, hit subscribe right now. Leave us a review wherever you listen. Um, Aubrey, thanks for the convo today. (laughs) Yeah, so fun chatting with you. Definitely leave us reviews, guys. I read those. They make my day when they're like, especially when you guys, it's clear you've been listening. You mentioned specific things you learned and loved and, you know, just talking about loving the positive vibe. It it really does make my day. So yes, leave us a review. Totally. I love it. Fun chatting with you, Jess. All right. You too, Aubrey. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.